Welcome to Promo Cares Radio, where we dive into the good being done in the promotional products industry. From general philanthropy to cause marketing to giving programs, we're here to shine a light on those inspiring stories that are helping to improve the world through promo. And now, Promo Cares Radio with your host, Roger Burnett. It's Roger here. I am very excited to release my conversation with Brittany David MAS currently serves as the chairperson of the board of directors for PPAI. Brittany is also the vice president of sales at Snugs USA. In her 11-year career in the promotional products industry, she's been with Snugs for six and previously worked at Sage Quick Technologies as the trade show management services director. Brittany currently serves on the board of directors. She's the board liaison to the technology committee, and she serves as a volunteer for the PPEF Expo. She previously served as the board liaison to the Supplier Committee and Awards Committee in 2016 and was co-chairman of the PPAF Expo Committee from 2014 to 2016. She served on several advisory groups, including the Expo East Advisory Group, the Power Meeting Advisory Group, the Hall of Fame Advisory Group, and the Legislator of the Year Advisory Group. Her creative firepower and engaging personality landed her on the Counselor Magazine 2013 Hot List. She's been a panelist for the ASI Power Summit and the Women's Leadership Conference at PPAI. She was recognized as a PPP Rising Star in 2014, the 2016 Promo Marketing Rising Star, and she was named a PPAI Fellow in 2017. She also volunteers for the Utah Food Bank, Primary Children's Hospital, and various community service projects with the Snugs Gives Community Service Committee. Great perspective from Brittany on where promo cares and related topics uh, align with the organizational mission. I think you really enjoy what she has to say. Give it a listen. Hi, thank you. This is an incredible honor to have the sitting chairperson of our International Trade Association join us for a discussion about all things that have to do with making the world a better place. So thank you for taking the time to do that. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. So... You just came back from this little party that uh, our industry likes to uh, get together and talk about really important topics. So give us a a quick blush of your thoughts around NALC this year and the venue and the conversations that you had. NALC was great. We just got back from Las Colinas, Texas. It, as you would imagine, was a little warm here in Austin, um, but it brought together a lot of really great thought leaders and volunteers um, within our industry. And so kind of the collisions that you have, conversation, the education was pretty great. On uh, Tuesday night, we all took a tour of the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, which was extra rad, throwing the football, kicking the football, going in locker rooms, going down Jerry Jones's elevator, cool stuff like that. But, you know, networking and having some really great experiences and uh, thoughts. So overall, I'd say it was a pretty good event. Awesome. You know, uh, I've had the good fortune to have had the opportunity to participate in a few of those. And for those of us who maybe haven't spent the entirety of our careers in the promotional products industry and have a chance to compare and contrast how members of our marketplace uh, will share and uh, enrich in each other's growth, it's really uh, noteworthy to see that people are willing to set aside, you know, uh, th- these are high value dollars of 
people's time that they're spending to try to work together on the big problems and the big issues that our industry has. So it's, it's nice to see that investment being made by members of the community. Wouldn't you agree? Totally agree. Yeah. So having had just had a chance to kind of be at that party and talking with those people and having those kinds of conversations, you know, obviously uh, our discussion is meant to be centered around the concept of corporate social responsibility, or as we at Promacares like to call it, businesses using their uh, superpowers for social good. So Mm -hmm. what's, what's, what's your view on that topic as it pertains to our industry at this moment? As it pertains to our industry and as it kind of goes along with PPAI, you know, one of the things that PPAI tries to focus on is getting members to love and engage with PPAI. And I think that that definitely ties into corporate social responsibility. I mean, that topic has come up several times this year as we've been meeting about it. And we want to build communities and we want to support and spotlight uh, the people that are doing good in the industry. And as we go into next year, coming up with a new strategic plan, I think we're trying to figure out where does it fit in? Um, I think it can be a component of that, but not the component. I mean, last year at WLC, we went to a home for children and women who had been displaced for whatever circumstances and helped there. Um, They tried to do another event this year, but it got rained out. At Spark this year, I got to go and um, they were putting together meals for people. So there's already some events that are happening at some events that bring people in. Um, I think it's happening kind of organically where people have said, we want to get together, let's get together, where it's an opportunity, but it's not a demand. And I think that's important when people are doing good, (laughs) you know, to keep it organic. Um, But we've talked about doing a product pavilion that showcases products with a cause at PPAI Expo next year to kind of draw some um, attention there. We've talked about potentially even creating a ward for an individual or for a company and what would that look like and putting some kind of uh, parameters around that. You know, there's always the areas to spotlight people and companies in PPB magazine and share their stories. And there's always opportunities for webinars and education if people are finding something that's working well or um, programs that they've established. So I think that as the demand is a little bit greater for this corporate social responsibility, it plays out in a way that it's organically playing out, um, trying to figure out what the focus and the, the involvement is from an association standpoint. But as far as the industry goes, I mean, you've got companies like Sweda who have an entire line dedicated right. with Basecamp right. with this yeah. amazing story, you know, that comes from the heart um, that I think has done a lot of good for their company, their customers, the community. Dan, you know, it's really inspiring. You see buying groups like Reciprocity Road, where that's part of their core values of they want to give back. They give back to the PPEF Foundation of PPAI, and then they pick another cause that's close to them. So I don't think it all has to be done at the association level as we talk about industry, but it's interesting to see how PPAI can support those causes, but also what's just going on in the industry in general of people doing good. It's it's pretty inspiring. I mean, I think you saw this last year when Peter Hirsch had put together um, 
some stuff. I think they had a warehouse and were calling on different suppliers and distributors to donate product and power bank and things that people needed when they had floods. I mean, there's a lot of big hearts in this industry. You and I were chatting about Danny Rosen, who's on, I think, a space age unicorn somewhere out there with (laughs) rainbows and glitter and, you know, the stuff that, you know, the huge events that raise millions of dollars that don't have anything to do with the industry, but people that are doing good. And I think that that's contagious. It is so contagious. You know, I had the good fortune to have uh, a speaking engagement at Expo last January on this whole topic around purpose being uh, a central message in marketing. And it was very well attended. And I think it was, it was a, a harbinger of what we've now seen from a, it's like the new car on the road that you never saw before, but now you see it everywhere. It's kind mm-hmm. of the same thing in a lot of ways. And, and really what I'm most encouraged by is when I, as a distributor now, am speaking with suppliers, oftentimes we're centering our conversations around cause as opposed to product. And mm-hmm. we think about ourselves as competitors for marketing dollars. If we can move away from it being a product-centric sale and towards it being purpose-driven or some other alternative that adds additional value, suddenly our medium becomes more valuable. And I'm witnessing it on a day-in and day-out basis where what used to be considered, quote, trinkets and trash, now in many ways in the nonprofit space is considered a commemorative. And it's a matter of just the way that it's used and for what purpose and what story it tells oftentimes can be the differentiator. So you're right. I mean, we've got people in our space today that are doing an amazingly good job, not only of making the world a better place in their communities, but being able to document and tell the story in a way that makes our medium be seen in the light that I think we all want it to be seen. Yeah, for sure. So that's, that's the coolest part. But, you know, on the other hand, there are tactical things that need to happen in order for us to be able to deliver on that promise, right? So things like how can the tools within the industry support our ability to be able to do that? So, um, and, and you know, you yourself as a supplier, you know, in your day job when you're not wearing your superhero cape, you know, how, how are you seeing that happening within your own four walls? And, you know, what are you seeing from the marketplace as far as, distributors making requests of snugs of that kind and purpose. Yeah. So Brandon Mackey, who's our owner and my boss, I'm pretty freaking blessed and fortunate to have him. He actually got the best Cohen humanitarian award from ASI this year. I mean, that guy is just pure gold. So when you talk about, I mean, he is, he's just a total stud. He has the biggest heart. Um, And so that, definitely kind of runs throughout our company. We have a Snugs Gives Committee that we do community service from everything from highway cleanup to Habitat for Humanity to there's a local hospital that in Halloween um, we partner with, I think at Sherwin-Williams, and they do paint cans that we decorate and then we fill up and they bring the trick-or-treating two children in that hospital that can't come out. And I mean, we do stuff for the holidays. We have an employee angel tree. So instead of going out, we know that there's still a need for employees that might be going through a hard time here. So we try to get, I mean, there's so much to do in the home front. There's so much to do abroad in other countries. I think wherever people's 
passion and heart lies is a great place to channel that. I mean, we just see so much at a local level. Um, yeah. Last year we did a campaign around our sunscreen where we had given a percentage of all of our sunscreen sales in the summer to continue mission that helps um, people that have come back from the military with PTSD or kind of getting acclimated. Uh, it's a little bit hard for us to find the balance of what you show on social media and the story you tell and the story that you keep within the walls of your building. And I know that people have very different views on how they want to put that out there because the last thing I would want associated with my name is exploiting something. You know, we do good because we want to do good. We don't do good because we want the PR. And I know that you know, sharing and caring is contagious and you put it out there and people see it and they might get inspired, but sometimes you keep that in, you know, you don't go broadcasting to everybody what you do because that's not the reason you did it. Agreed. Um, you know, we talk about, go ahead. It's it's, it's the relationships, right? So oftentimes when this conflation is considered like, is that shameless profiteering? And if, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, you know, what we've been able to really kind of watch happen is when it's being done right, it's usually recognized for being done right. And when it's being done wrong, everybody points at it and says, see, that's when you're, you can't do that. You will, the blowback on that is so awful. And, you know, there's been really well publicized instances where it just hasn't gone so well. Right. So to your point, it's, for me, in, in, in the conversations, it's more about like, how, what do I want you to know about me so that when you make a decision, if what I do checks a box for you, I want you to know that I do. And I do it in a way that gives you a chance to know about it without me having to be braggadocious about it, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, what, it's what we do. It's part of our culture. And we hope that that attracts the right people who would want to do business with us or work with us because that's where we're, our heart is. And we're hoping that there are other people who feel that same way. Yep. Agreed. So, you know, if you think about it, right, like, um, I'm having conversations every day with folks. You're obviously having conversations with lots of distributors every day. I don't know anyone saying they're having a bad year. Everyone seems to be doing really, really well. And what it's doing is it's putting some constraints on people's ability to continue to grow because there's just not enough labor. There's not enough people to do the work. You know, it, it makes it, even more difficult to try to uh, be able to, to be the place that somebody would want to go to. Do, do you see that as being able to be used as a differentiator or do you worry that that comes off as being self-promoting too? You know, I think it can be a competitive advantage. I think it's also practice what you preach, right? If your company culture, if you're trying to draw people into this because it's sexy and sounds good, but somebody gets in your walls and that's not what they see and it's not authentic, I think the retention portion of that is really challenging. Right. Um, but I mean, people like to come together and work with people they like and do things well. And I think make a difference. I don't know too many people that go to work and say, I really want to have a crappy day today, or I really want to go to work and do a bad job. Right. People are looking for 
a greater purpose, whatever that is. And I think that this is one area. But yeah, as people are bringing in a younger generation to you in the workforce, they talk about the importance of um, communities. And what I would say, though, is to not get too caught up in that because I hear, and maybe this is the unpopular um, answer, but I hear so many people making generalizations about millennials and millennials like getting together and millennials will buy more on give back. Well, I'm a millennial and I know I'm at the older end of that. And I mean, I bought tons of Tom's shoes and did I love that Tom's gave back? Absolutely. But I also have a whole bunch of other shoes that didn't give back and it wasn't my only point of buying. right? Right. So I think that there's factors, but you also want to be careful of making generalizations of if we have, you yes. know, this little sexy program and talk about getting together to do community service, it will then attract right. all these younger people right. that we want. That's a piece of it, but that's just one yeah. piece of the pie. Yeah. And I, I have the good fortune of having three children and two soon to be in-laws that are all under the age of 30. And I'm constantly mm-hmm. running you know, like questioning them about where, where does that part of what we're talking about fit into your decision-making process? And their answer is it depends oftentimes, mm-hmm. right? Typically what they're saying to me is if I have an affinity for the brand for other reasons, if it's stylish or if it's functional or if it's makes me feel good about myself because I like it and it also happens to give back, then that's just double, double awesome, like a bonus, right? But it's not going to be the arbiter of whether I make a choice one way or the other in many decision-making processes. And that's, that's why it's important to know that because when you're promoting your own brand, regardless of whether you're a supplier or a distributor, or if you sell widgets or whatever it is, whatever voice you choose, you're making a conscious choice. And if purpose happens to be the choice you make, and you have an expectation of what your return will be, but it certainly won't be the only choice. And last I checked, when I asked most business owners why they're in business, they tell me it's to make money, not to make yeah. the world a better place, right? So, so it's yeah. <laughs> still, profit is still the, the key here and you, you can't do anything without profit. So, you know, you're right. It's, you, you can get too lost into it, but you can also make it, weave it into your story Right. And so like, I think what, what you probably see better than most from your spot, from the chair, chairperson spot is where do you see the road going for us as marketers of our own products kind of around purpose here in the next few years? Like where, where do you think that's going to fit in? I think it's an area on the supplier side to look at and consider and see if and how it fits into what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it has to be authentic and I think you have to have some alignment. Um, You know, there's definitely a way to make some money out there, right? Like Kelly, Claudia and I were talking uh, yesterday about a base camp backpack. And if somebody believes in the mission, they don't have a problem spending $125. They're not going to try to get you down to 120 because they already feel good about the product, right? Right. the cost is palpable. So there's definitely a business model for people to make money and do good and make others money. Um, But on the distributor side, I think one point that people often miss is truly any product out there is a give back product. 
right? If a distributor wants to say, um, my customers are all vets and I have this niche vertical market, they can say any product that you buy from me now gives back to yes. some happy cause yes. for puppies and kittens or, you know, any cup that I sell, I'm going to give 5% back. They have the authority and the ability to create this program, even if it isn't out there. So yes, there are search tools or like Sage that you can go through and select for from promo cares and products that give back, that's one avenue, but you can also get creative on what the mission is because if somebody is saving puppies and kittens and the person they're talking to is allergic to animals and could really care less about the animals and wishes they didn't exist, right? That doesn't (laughs) resonate. So who's your audience? What are you trying to get to? You know, what's authentic to you, but also what's authentic to your customer. Um, And I think the opportunities there are absolutely endless. You don't have to depend on these give back products and say, there's such a limit. The sky's the limit of how you want to be creative um, and make it really personal. Like we were talking about a competitive advantage. What resonates with you? What sets you apart? What do people care about? And boy, you know, the day that we get, a significant portion of the promotional products industry Salesforce asking the question of a potential buyer, what cause do you care about? Why don't we start mm-hmm. with what, what cause does your business care about? Because I can engineer solutions around whatever cause it is that you care about, whether it be connected to a factory who's already connected with that same cause or to your point, my own choice to do that of my own free will in order to build a better relationship with the person who's buying the products. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how you achieve alignment. And you've got to be able to sincerely understand what your capabilities are, but also what people care about. And we just don't ask that question often enough. And I'm hoping by virtue of conversations like yours and mine that we're having right now, Brittany, that perhaps one person will have a conversation that they didn't have one prior to today as a result of what we talked about. So thank you so very much for coming and spending time with us. And yes, please, by all means, pass along our sincerest congratulations to Brandon for his humanitarian of the year award. That's promo cares hall of fame kind of stuff there. And uh, we, we recognize just what snugs means to our industry from a giving back perspective. So thank you on both fronts. Thank you. Thank you for having me and giving me a little voice out here. And I will definitely pass that along to Brandon. I'm sure he'll blush and smile. (laughs) Uh, Very good. All right. Thanks.